I'm Cherise Kenyon. This is Beauty Me podcast. It's all about beauty without the BS and flow of MDM flow and numerous other companies that we're going to get into is was my first ever guest and she is now my guest on episode 100 which is a live episode it's not edited so if you hear us comment to whoever's chatting to us on instagram live just get into it basically but flow tell everybody about yourself <laughs> all right well thank you for having me 100 episodes later i feel really relevant <laughs> it's still relevant to still be around but um yeah so I run a few beauty brands um that I love so MDM Flow which is the first brand that I created coming up to nine years now um MDM Flow and then um Flow Beauty which so MDM Flow is um, a makeup line which to be honest is evolving (laughs) so in the new year it's going to be like a little bit different but um yeah primarily um colour cosmetics to allow people to just express themselves in like a really bright and bold way um and the brand's aesthetic has always been like very heavily hip-hop inspired and just about like self-expression and like more than anything like being yourself um and then my second brand flow beauty co is a beauty and wellness brand um i just i've always loved skincare and in fact like my skincare is almost my first love in the industry because like my background like I worked in space and care and I I worked um for a lot of different like skincare brands and for me I just felt like I wasn't really like there was definitely something missing um when it came to like skincare that was just like simple that did simple functional things um that replaced the products that I saw like my friends like they were starting their families and they didn't want to use you know the cocoa butter or the oil or the cream that they'd been using growing up but they wanted something that they could use and their kids could use so Flow Beauty Co is really about that um a lot of well all of the ingredients actually are like African botanical ingredients so it's super natural but it being natural isn't really the selling point. It's more so like the ease of use and the function and ingredients that people recognise and already love um, and using them in a way that benefits them. And then third... Um, third company, so far, guys. This is like my latest venture, which I'm not... Um, which I'm doing with um, my business partner, Ayomide, which is called Fam Labs, and that is... Um, uh, it does so many different things, but primarily a production solution for um, small, medium-sized brands, or even new. A lot of our customers actually are, you know, new in the market um, and giving them uh, manufacturing solutions that, you know, low minimums, very easy, very accessible, going through the entire process from product development to testing, to launch, to design. So it's just the kind of like 360 solution that I wish had existed when I started MDM Flow <laughs> all those years ago. Um, and yeah, using my experience and my expertise and my team's experience and expertise to just help people create brands and products that they absolutely love. So wow. yeah, that's what I've been up to. Just girl. three companies, that's all. <laughs> um, first of all, I have to congratulate you because you said MDM Flow, nine years. I remember when you appeared, okay, those gold bullets. 
you you made an iconic for me you made an iconic brand happen immediately i loved the hip-hop references but i also loved how you would often show us you cooking up stuff in the lab like for anyone that doesn't know flow makes you know you create the colors you create the yeah. formulas um and for that to be nine years and you're talking about an evolution and then obviously flow beauty i feel like everything you do is problem solving so oh, you know tell me more about the latest venture fam labs because was that a decision that you made because of the pandemic um because i know that so many people struggled with getting their products finished their ingredients was it a brexit thing so actually funnily enough it's something that we came up with before <laughs> um and initially like it was kind of this you know wanted to launch in a very big way we were speaking to investors we were trying to get funding um and just it was actually a response to seeing and it's now more so than ever before these kind of like celebrity or influencer driven brands and i have this kind of um idea our concept that I kind of believe in where like I feel like beauty is becoming like the new merch so where historically someone would you know a clothing line or a t-shirt line beauty is now that thing and we're seeing it with so many like in in big ways we're seeing it with like celebrities and influencers but I do think the beauty industry has kind of gone like coming back around where we kind of have this like farmer's market um thing going on where people want to know like where their products are coming from who's making it where and so there's just a lot of like diversity I guess which is a very overused word (laughs) but yeah it's lost its meaning I think (laughs) diversity of idea and you know being someone who has created my own brands I'm constantly getting people reach out to me and say you know I want to create my own product I've you know been working on this you know people are learning how to make things on on youtube and and they make it and they love it and it makes their hair grow and so they want to sell it to people but you know how do they get past the testing how do they get past the legislation how do they scale yeah. up how do they source ingredients and i was like it got to a point where i was just like okay this i can't tell you how to do this <laughs> yeah. um if you're not a cosmetic scientist if you're not a formulator but actually and i can't pass you on to a, a factory because they're going to tell you to order 5,000 units so let me actually create a solution and for me it was just such a clear um problem and so I was talking to investors um around like 2019 um you know this idea thinking oh, I want to really launch this in a big way and I feel like the pandemic <laughs> caught, like almost made it launch because in the end we didn't raise um and we were just kind of like um at the beginning of the pandemic everyone was at home and I think more than ever anyone (laughs) before it was just kind of like okay you have your like nine to five tribe and you have your founder influencer brand creator tribe and I think anyone who wanted to do anything last year was just like oh yeah let's let's go (laughs) yeah anything so yeah so for us it was just like okay this is the perfect launch pad like we don't have the investment but we have customers um we've got our lab space we have a lab space in hackney wick and we just like run with it and that's literally what we've been doing i love it but um it's funny as you were saying that um 
last week's guest, Felicia, this, that beauty popped into the chat. And it was so cool because when she came on, she let us know that she's launching. She's, you know, she's been working for two years on a product. And she was saying, I think she'd had to put back our chat by an hour because something was up with, you know, something to do with the product. And I know how much work and time goes into it. And I feel like you are the perfect person to help others because you're still, the brand is still young, but you've done everything. Like, I do feel like your hand is in everything, the packaging, the branding. Oh, definitely. So I feel like, has that taken you away from the more, let's say, fun stuff, the colour, that kind of stuff? Um, I would say it's not so much taken me away, but it's been... It's been a experience, number one, like just launching a business with someone else. Because <laughs> obviously oh, when, yeah. <laughs> when I started, yeah. it was just me and I could just run with all my own ideas. So that was just the first thing in terms of like, even in terms of how the business operates is so different from how I've operated historically. And then on top of that, working with um, customers who like sometimes just don't have that technical knowledge even though they're really passionate about what they're creating and when you're working on your own brand you just do whatever you want and it's just very like easy and it makes sense and this is the next step but just the kind of education process just figuring that out like I can't just run away with someone's baby and come back and be like look it's finished like there's a process (laughs) that like I have to do in terms of like educating them and so I think for me it's as much as it's you know creating value and it's providing a service it's also just been a learning curve of operating business (laughs) in a different way and just it's been a b2b business to be honest like it's this business is is more b2b than anything I've ever done (laughs) and so from that like yeah it's just kind of I've just had to change how I think and how I work but how tell me some of the kind of you know you're getting people come to you to help them start their own brands. What would you say are the common pitfalls or assumptions people make that you kind of have to tell them, well, no? I feel like people are either in two camps. They're either in the camp of, um, I have this like product and I love it and it's incredible and you know I want to get it out there but no, they've put no thought into like branding (laughs) at all. Or the other is, I know the packaging, I know the logo, I've (laughs) built the website, (laughs) but there's no consideration to the product. And it literally is just either or, and just trying to get people to see the other side. Like you can have the most incredible product, but especially now in this kind of like very like digital, um, visual like world that we live in like no one's going to be interested if you don't create something that is beautiful especially in this industry and then on the other hand if you do create something that is beautiful and you know it's presented in the most incredible way but people you know try it and it doesn't work or they're let down or you know they feel like it didn't deliver then you're just they're never going to come back as a customer and I just wish that sometimes I could just mush those two types of people together and be like you guys work together and you'll be perfect, <laughs> you'll be perfect. 
but it's, it's just so like great. It's, like because there's brands out there now it's like even me in my position I get asked at random times like I could be getting my hair done and somebody be like do you mind looking at um my cousin's product mm. so I'll be like okay you know open mind and they'll be like it's made her skin glow it's done this like uses it on her niece's nephew it sound amazing hmm. and they'll be like and we just got the website done you go to the website and it's like uh did you ask your little niece to do do the logo it's like it's like would you buy something from that website <laughs> that's, the, that's the, that people have asked me and when i've said no and i feel bad but i, I don't see the point in lying no um, because yes. I, I want you to be great and if you believe that the product is great but at the same time, there are you must have seen there are numerous brands out there that look so good. They get, you know, the colours just right. They're very Instagrammable. Yeah. And then you might try them and you're like, this is literally like nothing. It's air. Yeah, it does nothing. But it looks good. And somehow they're selling thousands of units a week. Um, so I know that must be hard for you because you're getting people, you know, from that that idea that very ideas point where they're very much in love with what they yeah. think happen. Exactly. But See, let's go. A lot of education. I can imagine. But I feel like you, you're probably very diplomatic about it. Or are you? Yeah, like for me, I try to like get people to understand like the process that you need to go through. And I think also sometimes when you're so passionate about something, you can kind of like forget that you exist within a marketplace. So for me as well, it's not just about, you know, it's not just my opinion, you know, speak to other people within the demographic that you're trying to target. Look at the other brands that are on the marketplace. And I think when you can get people out of their own head and to think like most people like are able to see it and if you're not then you're just not ready to have a brand well that's this one particular brand um she was working full-time as well so Mm. she was like well this is all I can do with the time I've got and I was just like well maybe you should wait because yeah it's literally your baby no but take me back I know quite a bit about your origin story but for anyone that's joined, take us back to the first brand, MDM yeah. Flow. Take us back to what made you decide to launch at, at that point in time. So what was that? So that was 2013. 2013? Yeah. What was the spark for you? So MDM Flow, my first love. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah so I had just I literally just graduated I'd studied cosmetic science at the London College of Fashion which is an applied chemistry degree very similar to pharmacy but instead of formulating medicine you're formulating cosmetic products and um yeah at the, it's so crazy because the beauty industry has changed so much it doesn't even feel like the same industry anymore mm. but um for those of us who can like you know put ourselves back a decade um <laughs> when everything new was what you could find in boots or super drugs <laughs> there just yes. wasn't a lot it wasn't taking me back where now it's like oh yeah i can just check pe bay or cult beauty or and actually boots have really stepped up their game over the last year even online for sure 
literally I went into the um, Stratford store and I was like, wow, this is very impressive. But um, yeah, but then <laughs> it wasn't so impressive. Um, and I just felt like there, it was just really difficult to get really high quality colour cosmetics that looked grey on all skin tones, particularly black skin and Asian skin. And the colours as well, like, were just just didn't pop, didn't look great. And being in a position where I was learning how to formulate and I knew like, you know, from a technical standpoint, you can create something that is fully pigmented as we know now, because it's more mm -hmm. of the standard. And don't, don't get me wrong, like there's still loads of brands out there that are really crap and have, and I don't even know how they continue to exist. <laughs> the terrible, the terrible <laughs> colours that they have, but for the most part, like you can, you know, get like a really bright red full coverage lipstick that's going to look great on dark skin. But mm. at the time that just wasn't available. And so for me, I just felt like if I graduate and I go and work for one of these brands, I'm just going to be so frustrated and dissatisfied. So let me create something for myself. And essentially that's what I did. And it took a couple of years, but um, in terms of business sense, the brand like picked up really quickly. I think a lot of people connected to the inspirations, especially like the the hip hop inspiration and just this kind of like bright and bold color, the golden bullets, like people absolutely loved. Um, and then like we brought out mascara, which was like a bestseller. And yeah, it's it's been a really, really incredible journey. Um, especially because when I created it like I, in some ways I was like the customers I have now where I was very heavily focused on product to be honest yeah. and like with brands I just had a, a best friend who's a graphic designer and exceptional and was able to help me on that end and that's something as well that I always encourage and my clients now like use you know the skill sets that you have around you and I was just winging it <laughs> but yeah <laughs> I love that but so did you so, you made that decision, but did you have, had you had any savings to get started? No. So I took out a loan. So um, at the time there was a startup loan scheme. I don't know if anyone remembers that. Um, about £5,000 loan, like literally student. Imagine leaving uni with a bunch of debt and being like, oh, I'm going to take out another loan. Yeah, but they used <laughs> to give it to you. Literally. <laughs> like, but at least I'm glad I spent my loan on a business and not like on a car or a holiday or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I literally started with a startup loan. And um, yeah, I, I feel like when I think about it, it was really, it really has been a fairy tale story because like that business, I got it to like six figures within like three years, which is insane but I was really passionate about it mm -hmm. and even then like I didn't really understand social media a lot of the marketing that I did was traditional marketing so speaking with um with press journalists and, and I did insane things like I'd email journalists in New York and be like oh yeah I'm in New York next week I'd love to meet up with you no flights nothing I see you doing these kind of moves and I was like it, it you know, it helps to make your brand seem even bigger. Because I was like, oh, my God. Like, so literally. And then I'd book, like, four meetings and be like, that's it. I'm booking a flight and I'd be gone. And you had your LA... Didn't you have an LA pop-up? Oh, yeah. So then we launched with Nasty Girl in LA. And again, with them, it was like they wanted products that 
we didn't even do yet. So I got a graphics designer to mock up. And that's what launched my liquid lipsticks, actually, because at the time I had my bullets. So I mocked up some designs, sent them over the liquid lipstick designs. Broader, literally winging it and that's why now like when people come to me and they want to start brands I'm like it's not impossible you don't have to know all this stuff you just need to work with the right people and do the right things and make it happen because yeah I remember getting that order and being like okay right now I've got to find a factory that's gonna work with me and you know within six months we made it happen and we launched in in their store in LA and we launched online and that led to like us launching in Australia and all manners of other incredible launches so i love that attitude of yours that winging it it's like um i interviewed somebody else today and i think he's like in his 50s but he talked about when he opened his first salon and he said um his mum got a bonus at work so she got like a thousand pounds he's like can i have that he went to the bank and he's uh, like that's the day Went to the bank, said, I've got a £1,000, I want to buy a car, can you give me 2000 The bank said yes. He went to another bank, he said, I've got £3,000, I want to buy a car, can you give me 5000 And at the end, I think he went to a bank and said, I want to open a salon, I've got £15,000, can you give me twenty? And he was like, don't do it now, because it's fraud, essentially. Yes. But he was just like, he had that, what you have, that whole winging it, but I feel like, that's something you might have to tell people with caution because there's winging it, but there's also, I know you're not winging it and like going to sleep every night, getting full eight hours. Like you're putting some serious yeah, work in. Have to put the work behind it because yeah, if, if he didn't get his salon off the ground, then he'd just be in 50k debt. <laughs> so, and I think the thing as well that kind of gives you the push in knowing that, I have to be successful and it has to work out. And I think that's what gives you the work ethic to be able to even push through like the early steps and be like, okay, I need to actually create something out of this. Um, And I think now (laughs) I'm going to go into my like bashing social media rant, but I think now that we're in a, in a space where everyone makes everything look so easy because we just get access to what everyone's doing. So it kind of makes us feel like, you know, to be successful, you don't have to put the work in. And that's absolutely just not facts. Like anyone who is doing something meaningful is putting a lot of work behind what it is that they're creating. I think it's it's good that you say that because, yeah, I think that's that also might be the reason that so many brands launch and fail I mean sometimes Mm -hmm. within six months because they didn't grasp like how serious it is and I feel that um even these celeb lines they don't help because I want people to understand that often a lab will go to a celebrity and say oh you love that the formula of brand x you know we make that I can put your name on it and we'll split you know products and that's it it's not it's not on it's not real but um I wanted to ask you aside from like the work ethic that comes from you have you I've been listening to a lot of kind of inspiring podcasts today um and I wanted to know if there's ever been anything that you have relied on whether it's a belief system whether it's certain books whether it's a um, religion or anything what have you ever had something that kind of really gets you through like the 
the stressful times when nobody's there and like you're up late at night well definitely I definitely say faith like I'm very strong Christian and I definitely think that gives me the the feeling of I'm gonna make it as cringe as that may sound but just kind of like there's purpose in what I'm I'm doing and I don't think you have to be a Christian to be like purpose driven but I do think like really having a purpose and really having a meaning behind what it is that you're doing or like an ethos or a theme that you're you know that you're kind of preaching um whether it be to yourself or to others if you're like selling to others I think really kind of helps you stay focused because like we said before like we're in a very kind of distracted like world and distracted society and so like what makes you get up and do work as opposed to just putting something on Netflix or just scrolling through Instagram but just this idea of like no I have to do this or I have to achieve this um and this is in line with my purpose kind of keeps me like going and I think outside of that I'm massively inspired by other people's stories like the hip-hop theme definitely runs strong like last year I remember like um listening to like Rick Ross's biography on Audible um I listened to Gucci Mane Gucci Mane's autobiography is nuts really it is so nuts the fact that that man is still alive (laughs) just shows that he is you know just be something great because <laughs> he's oh my gosh, okay mad it's like genuinely one of the best books i've ever read um also read jay like last year I had a real hip-hop autobiography year read jay prince's biography he's the one that's got kanye and drake together to do the concert for larry hoover if you don't know who he is he's like a big kind of music exec and also in the boxing world again really incredible and insane story and I think when I see these stories when I listen to them when I watch interviews and podcasts and obviously I do kind of listen to your bog standard like beauty founder but sometimes I'm like it's a bit samey <laughs> so I'm like yeah. I want to stories from like other industries but like I just think these are just ordinary people that just found their reason why they found their purpose they've chased it and they've made something of themselves and even if I never get to like that level just knowing that by you know chasing your north star and by putting in the work like you can create something of value and you can you know just become something I'm sure there's so many levels to what you're going to do honestly like I can see that but um it's funny what you said because today um I was listening to an interview with Robert Green you know the 48 laws of power right Mm -hmm. Uh, well you see I haven't read I haven't read that book I haven't read any of his books but I might get his new one but um he kind of put that um almost fear more like a sense of urgency because he was just like you have there is only one you there is only one you with that dna there's only one you that has the parenting that you had that you grew up what you went to learn like there's literally only one so you have to embrace that like you don't need to be anything else anyone else you have but you have to be so true to yourself because he was like you do not want to be 55 60 and think Oh, I had a really great idea. Well, yeah, one day, <laughs> many, many moons ago, and I did nothing. It's scary. That is scary. That is scarier than trying. 
Do you know what I mean? I think you could have been scared or you could have been like, well, I've got my degree, let me chill. You know, I remember when I got my degree, I was like, I'm going to get a proper job because I want money. You know, I wanted money straight away. And instead, you know, I, it, it took me away from what I really wanted to do. But um, I wanted to ask you, like, if somebody was going to come to you and they're like, I want to work with Fam Labs, I read, I've got, I've got my idea. What are your expectations of them? How far along should they be with the idea? It, it, would you listen to someone that's like, oh, I've been dreaming about this for five years, but I haven't done anything? Like, what do you need from them? So, we're like within the team, we're quite split. Like, we have some of us who are like, you know, as long as like you're passionate and you're willing to like, you know, put the investment in, let's let's go. But for me, I personally, so there's not really anyone, like you'd have to be a time, a complete time waster for us to be like, we're not going to work with you. Me, my ideal customer is someone who's like done something, like you've made a step, you've sourced packaging, you've, you know, you've got um, a mood board for your logo. Like you've actually, not just, you know, something conceptual that's in your head, but you've actually put in the work that you can put in to get it to a certain point. Because I just kind of like to see that, that you've made some sort of investment. And I find that those are um, people who are actually gonna, you know, come out with a brand at the end of it because you can work with us and still not end up with a brand because you know you're still um and ahhing there's a lot of decisions that you need to make you've received samples it's taking you forever to approve them and I feel like if you've not made certain critical decisions whether it be on the design end whether it be on the product end it's just the slow process and Mm -hmm. there because we've had clients that we've worked with that it's purely been um, an educational piece so um I stopped doing it this year but last year I was doing like um, build a beauty brand courses that okay. people do whereas this year we've more so been focused on like our manufacturing customers um and there's people who I know did a course with me last year and you know they're still not ready to launch because it's still so conceptual mm. um it's like you said it's just knowing that like, yes, time is on our side to a certain extent, but if you never make that move and if you never do the step, then it's just always going to be an idea, no matter how many mm. courses you do, no matter how many interviews you listen to. Like, yeah. you just have to first step in doing something. You have to pull the trigger. It's like, it's so easy to do another course and another yeah. course and read up a bit more and wait. But again, in that podcast with Robert Green, he was like, we do get told, you know, like, we have time, you know, don't mm. rush, you have time. But he was like, but we we don't. Literally. Look at what's happened to the world. We thought we had time. And then we're like, oh, my God, am I going to see, when am I going to see my family again? When am Literally. I going to go and work in normality again? You know, it's, you can't take anything for granted. Um, but what would you say when it comes down to personality what would you say are the traits that you must have to see see it through building a beauty brand from beginning to hopefully success? That's such a good question. I think more than anything, like I don't think you need to be a certain archetype of person, but you just need to have tenacity and you just have to just not give up. <laughs> That's and I think and I think any business, like just the idea of 
no matter what this even if this doesn't work out how I initially intend for it but it's going to become something that you know your business literally doesn't die until you shut it down right so if you have that kind of tenacious mindset in terms of like I'm going to make something of myself and from that I'm going to make something of this then I think that you can have a brand and you can have a very successful one so when you said um you know like mentioned about like not giving up did you have you ever despite that and despite the fact that you're on this side have you ever had moments of like nah I think I can't take another knockback or have you had some big knockbacks oh yeah oh absolutely (laughs) I think (laughs) this year has been like a like probably one of the toughest um years and you think like oh I survived you know the the height of the pandemic last year like how the hell did this year kind of knock me back but I think this like I've had a lot of kind of like health related issues this year and it's just made me realize that yeah um actually I've got a little bit of an announcement oh (laughs) you're another pregnant person (laughs) oh my god yeah I've literally and like I know I'm it, pregnancy is meant to be like this amazing experience like it's literally from the ghetto I've never been this sick in my life oh good poor thing <laughs> I literally have worst morning sickness how many months are you so I'm literally you're going to scream I am eight and a half months pregnant oh my god you're not about to but so I could actually labor <laughs> during this live but I couldn't say no to oh I love you for that but just for anyone that's just listening and not watching yeah Flo's just shown me her baby bump um and she sprung that on me I did not know congratulations oh my god a baby well do you know baby girl yeah baby Flo oh my gosh exciting times but yeah and it's just it's been so crazy, right? Because prior to this year, I've been through so much with the business um, and I've been fine. But this year has really taught me that, like, when it comes to my health, like, if I've, you know, if I'm sick, that's it. Like, um, there's certain things. So, like, I started getting, like, really, really bad morning sickness in April. And there were literally, like, weeks I couldn't get out of bed. Like, I couldn't keep anything down. And I was like... I can't run a business. I can't run. Yeah, how are you running the businesses then? <laughs> businesses. So, <laughs> well, that's it. And like, I just literally had to like depend on for the first time ever, completely depend on my team, completely wow. depend on my partner. Like, you know, certain opportunities I just had to miss out on and just be like, I just need to just physically get through this season. And then, you know, and pick it up. And that's why, like, when, earlier in the in the call, I was like, yeah, we have some incredible things that we're going to be doing with MDM Flow next year because I literally couldn't do them this year. <laughs> so, yeah, I think, and I think also just even, like, obviously for those who don't know me, like, this is my first pregnancy and it's going to be my first child. So even just, you know, just certain things that I've never had to think about before in terms of like and I also got engaged this year for those who like you know from going from just being this like independent entrepreneur to literally like having a family overnight which I'm really excited about but that's also like 
how I'm able to work. Like before I could like burn the midnight oil, work to stupid o'clock in the morning. And now my body is just like, girl, it's 5 no. p.m. Go nap. <laughs> 5 p.m. Wow. <laughs> oh, I'm so happy for you. But now I need to know, like, what are these? Obviously, baby's coming. But yeah. when it comes to MDM flow, can you give me an inkling of what is coming? You know, is it a new product lines? what's happening so for me i really want the brand to evolve outside of just being color cosmetics and just beauty to be honest so we're going to give too much information but we're going into other categories because i feel like especially the pandemic more so than anything and like people wearing masks and you know for a time being at home and wearing makeup and people trying to you know act like everything's normal to people not wearing makeup anymore and it just being about wellness and skincare Mm. and then I think to people you know making whether it be their hair or whether it be their accessories I just think there was just kind of this evolution of trends that happened last year and then it was you know the very decadent mask that people had on and then it just all became about zoom face and I think the rise in plastic surgery and and treatment from zoom is crazy yeah absolutely crazy you know people are looking at their own faces more than they ever have before and that's kind of affecting them and how they feel about themselves so for me I, I just feel like MDM flow has always been a lifestyle to a certain extent but the products haven't really like demonstrated that so when it comes to like my new product development actually I do have something so I've got okay. my mdm flow chain which is something that i've been working on okay. uh, so yeah just kind of coming into new categories and it not just being so heavily fixed on makeup and actually and i always like use this term the mdm flow girl so now it's like from head to toe who is the mdm flow girl how does she oh i'm getting text messages now i forgot that people people can know <laughs> Did you not tell everybody you were pregnant? <laughs> I told anyone. <laughs> but, someone just texted me. I'm screaming. But um, well, people but, are yeah. screaming in the comments. I'm just like trying not to look at them too much. Yeah, let's just. There's somebody, Mama Nancy, losing her mind. <laughs> you just like what? 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 Um, Lucy says congrats. You. Marie Dow says congrats. Dan Bravo says congrats. That's my husband. He loves Thank you as well. I've got, um, I've got in with my oil. Absolutely, absolutely <laughs> love it. <laughs> so yeah, I'm so excited now because um, I don't like to compare brands, but what you're saying is reminding me of a brand that I actually love. That it's funny they don't have makeup, but if they did it would be a vibe because the brand itself is like jewelry and clothing and sneaker deals. And I'm like, I can see that because I think you did. You Are you thinking of Melody Asani? Yes. So do you know what? I didn't want to be rude. (laughs) No, I'm friends with Melody, funnily enough. Um, And I did a pop-up. You did the pop-up there? Yeah, I did a pop-up there. And she is... There's her and there's another LA brand and I've completely forgot what they're called, but they were a jewellery brand and then they um, went into beauty. Um, okay. And I love LA because I feel like they're always, there's a kind of like a leader or front front hair kind of 
thing that happens there that I think affects 100%. like creative world. And yeah. honestly, being in Melody's store, like I almost felt like this shouldn't even be MDM flow. This should be Melody's line kind of thing because it, it, the products just look in that environment, and yeah. that actually one of the sparks where I was like yeah I want to get into other categories because yeah you walk into the Melody Asani store and you you know you can wear she did the Lauren Hill collaboration jacket you can get the big hoops you can she's got furniture that she's designed and you just want to incorporate that lifestyle and that is literally I want the MDM Faux Girl to be able to do. I'm so I'm literally so excited I can because I can I can see it and um it's funny, my friend Ava, who was a guest on the podcast before, she's in LA right now. And she was like, I need to go and get a boost of creativity. I feel like in LA, there aren't, there aren't any limits to your thinking, to the ideas. And I really know what she means. So it's amazing that that was like a catalyst for you a few years ago. But now it's, you know, coming through. I can't wait. I need, I need, I hope you're going to do some kind of, um, tracksuits and stuff please don't worry girl you're, you're gonna get <laughs> <all the poop. laughs> oh my god well I feel like that is an amazing place to end um gosh it just, feels like five minutes <laughs> I know to be honest I'll ask you actually because you are you know a thought leader and cultural phenomenon in your own right um it's episode 100 for me I don't know if everybody that's joined is someone from Beauty Me or you're here for Flow because obviously Flow's amazing. But I I want, I don't know if you know Joe Rogan, but he does like these three-hour podcasts. People, Not everybody loves him. It's just the concept for me because I feel like we do have so much to say. And so I've been thinking about saying to my guests, you know, put aside two hours instead of an hour. And But what do you think? Do you think people prefer short and sweet or so I am actually a long podcast gal but not everyone's cup of tea so I yeah. one of my podcasts is called short story long don't know <laughs> if you by a guy called drama um another LA guy he's um got a clothing line called young and reckless and actually you might know his partner she is the founder of oh the red cards um they come in a red packet her name is Kareen what is her brand called oh this is gonna kill me and like people are constantly sharing the quotes from her brand if anyone can oh he did a collaboration with Valentino um oh, yeah I, I know he, I'm gonna have to do some research when I get off but I, I think I, I know what you mean with the quotes name of, of her business but anyway so short story long is literally like um podcast episodes that are like two three hours long but I'm again I love my audiobooks I love super long podcasts and I'm like I want to know all the details that's the thing it's like and I feel often often especially with these lives because I am conscious of people's time but it's often the questions that come to you afterwards do you know what I mean um, so I feel like I definitely want you on for episode three um, because it needs to be a face-to-face -face with baby cameras. Oh, yeah. So I want to... MDM merch as well. Okay, right, yeah. We're going to sort that out. Hope So 2022, right? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, but thank you so much, Florence. Like, keep doing what you're doing. 
Thank you for having me. I had to have you. I was just like, because it, it does mean a lot. It does mean a lot that you said yes to me. I had no episodes under my belt when you said yes. You could have been like, no, I'm building a brand here. Like, come and see me, you know. And some people tell me that now. Um, so you'll always be special to me for that. Um, so, yeah, roll on episode three, 2022, head to toe, MDM flow. And is there any anything you want to say just as a last note to anyone that is thinking about starting a beauty business? Yeah, sure. I think like if you're if you're thinking of starting a beauty business, you're definitely in the right place. I think, you know, get inspiration from people like myself who are doing all sorts of incredible and, and creative things. But more than anything, just like have a plan write it out, write out, start with a list of 10 things you need to do to get your idea off the ground. You know, what get one not ticked off a week. And then in 10 weeks, just give yourself a pat on the back because you've done something. And I feel like starting literally, and it's such a cliche, but it's literally the hardest. And I think you did episode one and now you're at episode 100. So for everyone who's, you know, making that first step, where's it going to lead you to? Gosh, well, I'm looking towards episode 500. About <laughs> <laughs> so, a thousand. Well, the guy that I look up to the most, Lewis Howes, I think he's at the beginning of each episode. He's like, "Welcome to episode 1,500." I'm like, it took him seven years to get to that point and a hundred million downloads. So I'm just like, yeah, get on with it. <laughs> All right, Flo, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that popped by. Um, I'll go back through the comments. Please follow Beauty Me Podcast on Instagram if you don't already. And likewise, follow Flo and her numerous businesses. MDM Flo is just one of them. And I'll see you in episode 101, I guess. Thanks so much for listening. You can find me on Instagram at Beauty Me Podcast and feel free to slide into the DMs. Do please like, subscribe and review. It really helps Beauty Me be seen.